Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Today I'm going to talk about entering in God's rest. Entering in to His rest. Praise God. You know, you were... There, you think about it. Have you ever gone on vacation to try to get some rest? But you come back, you're not rested. I don't have, we haven't gone on that many vacations, but there's been times you, you get back, I mean, I need to take another vacation just to relax the recoup from the vacation I went on. Spiritually speaking, there is a rest that we can get into, listen, that we can get into and stay. It is, it is as long, listen, it's there. There is a rest and it remains today if we'll take the step of faith and enter. It's there. Amen. Turn with me to, um, go, uh, go with me to the Proverbs chapter 3, Amen. hallelujah, verse 5, and we'll start with this, and we're going to get into uh, Hebrews chapter 4, but I'm going to first talk about this. It says, trust in the Lord, I'm sorry, verse 5, chapter 3, verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all, say all. All your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6 In all your ways acknowledge him, for he shall direct your paths. The only way to trust God, the only way to trust the Lord is to trust his word. You have to know his word. I remember the times when my dad would take, well, actually the first time, or one of the first times, he took us as boys swimming, and he asked us to do something, to jump. Well, I'm not, you're not going to jump unless you know, right? I know my dad. So in other words, I could trust him, and he said to jump into his arms. He's out in the water. He's, he's, I'm jumping off the dock, and he says, just trust me and jump. I jumped without even, with no second thoughts, no hesitation. Why? Because I know my dad. This word, it says, uh, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not into your own understanding in all your ways, no acknowledge that word acknowledge actually means to know in order to to do what the word says so i'm not talking about head knowledge i'm talking about an intimacy with the lord and actually i got this written down in my bible i think it's the passion bible it says in that verse six it says um Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you. 
That's, that's what it's all about, is becoming intimate with God, to know His ways. It's not about how much head knowledge, even though I realize that there has to be a head knowledge. I realize that. But you also have to know that if you just got head knowledge, that can puff you up. The Pharisees had head knowledge. It didn't do them a whole lot of good. Because it, it, because it never dropped down into the heart. We're talking about the heart. And if we'll practice this, now, one of the problems I had is in verse 6 and verse 5, it says, and lean not into your own understanding. I had a problem. I always wanted to try to figure it out. And Joanne's bad about this, too. I wanted to figure it out. Well, God, how are you going to do this? How can I accelerate this? What can I do to help you out? And I learned pretty fast that I need to keep my hands off from it. You rest, he'll work. You're working, you're trying to perform something, he wants you to rest. See, everything for us has been provided before you were even born again. It's been provided, the work has been... God has provided everything you will ever need in this, life, in this lifetime. It has been provided. You're on a path. Saints, listen to me. You're following the good shepherd. You're, you're here today. You're allowing the good shepherd to shepherd you. You're assembling yourselves together just like the word says. That's just part of it. And so we, we allow him to... We put our trust in Him to shepherd us. He leads us on a path that as we go on His path, the provision is already there. It's not like I have to work something up to get the provision. Are you with me? It's on the path. As long as we're following Him, as we're trusting Him, allowing Him to be a shepherd... He's going to see to it that you're well fed. In other words, you're going to say like David, I shall not want. Why is that? Because you're allowing him to shepherd you. The finances. It's not like you have to work something. It's going to be there. Of course, there's about, there's, yes, there is seed that you have to sow as the Lord leads. But I'm not sowing seed just to cause, just to get something to happen. Listen, as far as, let's just get into finances just for a second. When I sow financial seed, that's something I want to do. I purpose in my heart to do that. And there's other times the Lord will direct me to sow a, a, a certain amount. I hear his voice and I obey it. That's what sheep do, right? It's the hearing. Hear and obey. It's called hearkening unto the voice of God. That is what the Bible calls good ground. It's the hard ground that listens but doesn't do it. That is, 
That is, by, well, we call Bible calls that unbelief. We'll get we'll get into that in just a little bit. It's called it is called disobedience. In other words, you know what God said. Let's just I'm, I'm sticking with finances. You know what God told you to get. I mean, I've been there. I want you to give this amount of money. The flesh doesn't want to give more. Am I, am I the only one? When, when, when the Spirit of God, I mean, when you get that unction to give, just go with it. That's not the devil. The devil ain't telling you to give more. You get that unction, you go with it. What? God's wanting to bless you. He's wanting to get more over to you. But you're going to have to hearken to the voice of God. That's, that's hearing. To say, now we're getting, I don't, that's hearing and obeying. We'll get into, into that in just a minute. But here I'm talking about we trust in the Lord with all our heart. Whatever He says to do, do it. You don't lean into your own understanding. You don't try to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, no, forget that. That's, why, that's, that's where I made my mistakes over and over again. I tried to f- do it my way. Your way, don't, you can't have it your way. It's got to be His way. It's called submitting yourself unto Him. It's called humbling yourself. It's called He increases, I decrease. The way up is the way down, is going down. That's allowing Him to shepherd you. He'll lead you. If he's leading you, honey, it's going to come out right. It goes on to say, let's read verse 6 again. In all your ways, know, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Other words, since we, we do this scripture, we do this, there will come a quietness in your soul, in your, in your, in your heart. There will come a rest. If you will do that, trust Him. Trust Him. He will lead you with a heart that is in rest with Him. In other words, it's in tune with Him. There will be a peace. There will be a flow. Not anxiety. Not, uh, not a lack of peace. But you obey the voice of the Good Shepherd. When you obey the voice of of the Holy Spirit, there will be a peace. You'll know in your heart, man, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to give this, this amount of money. We're, for some reason we're on finances, but I'm just, I'm just saying that's just a good example because a lot of times we don't want to let go of the wallet. I, I, you, your wallet reveals a lot what's in your heart. When you're, when you're holding back, when God's saying, I want you to do this, you're saying that finance is more important than what the Holy Spirit's telling me. See, that's called you need to grow. You're hanging on to something that God wants you to... God, get, God is well able, honey, to overflow your cup, the flood, the ground you're on. But if we get stingy and not let go... Uh, what the Holy Spirit's telling you to let go of, what you have, what you do have will begin, begin to dry up. Because like Eli- with 
Elijah was at the brook. That brook dried up. And the Lord told him, the prosperity I have for you here is not here any longer. It's over here. You have to follow his voice. That's where the provision is at. It's on that path. But anyway, back to this. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4. When we're, when we're obeying God, we're, there, 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 there will be a quietness. There will be a, within your spirit, man, there will be a, a, um, a rest. That's what I'm trying to get, a rest. And we're t I'm talking about entering in to his rest. If we'll just listen and obey, saints, you will find yourself in that rest. There will be a peace that you're not, you can't explain it. It goes beyond, it passes all human natural understanding. His grace, His peace, saying you can't beat it. There's no stress. When you get in that flow and you get in His rest, there is no anxiety. You're totally dependent on Him. In verse 4, I'm going to skip down. Verse 3, it says, For we, that's us, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3, it says, For we who have believed do enter that rest. It's a rest. So you can say faith is a rest. The Bible says the faith or the just shall live by faith. You could say the just shall live by rest. It's resting. This, this word belongs to us. We can rest on God's word. We can trust him, what he said. We can rest. Hallelujah. We can rest. That means that you're going to have to cast all your care upon him. Once and for all, just cast it. Well, Pastor Chuck, I just can't seem to get into rest. It's telling me that you haven't cast your care upon him. If you cast your care upon him, why are you full of anxiety? If you cast your care upon him, it's light and easy because you're not carrying a load. You're taking his yoke. It's light and easy. Because he's doing the law, he's doing the carrying for you. It's this God has designed this for for the for us to live stress free. Think about it. You 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 look at your advertisements on TV. You look at the billboards. They got all kinds of stuff for you to take to get you relaxed. We got a drug for this. If that drug doesn't work, we got this drug for you. If that drug doesn't work, God's got something much better. It's called the Word. It's life. Verse 1, he gives us the warning. Verse 1, it says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. He doesn't want us. The Father does not want us to come short. So all these examples in the Old Testament were written for us as examples for us 
not to come short. He's talking about the first generation that left Egypt. As we know, the first generation, they never made it to the promised land, right? God, God took them out of Egypt. They were supposed to go through the wilderness to the promised land. But the first generation got stuck in the wilderness. That's not where you want to be. We want, we're going to, and it says, don't be like that. Don't come short and get stuck where you're not supposed to be stuck. You're not designed to live in the wilderness. In verse 2, it says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word, say the word, the word word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Other words, every time the the Lord God took them to a a problem or a test. The children of Israel always flunked the test. Saints, listen, there is a testing side and there is a victory side to everything we go through, every trial. The children of Israel, every time they come, came to a test, they griped and complained. Other words, when they came to the Red Sea, what'd they do? complained, griped. Moses, seriously? You let, you let us here to die? Are you, are you serious, Moses? I'm paraphrasing. They griped and complained. So God went ahead and splits the Red Sea, right? They march across the Red Sea. Now all of a sudden... They start praising God, right? They cross the Red Sea, but what about the testing side? That is when you're supposed to do the praising. That should be your loudest praise. Not when you have the breakthrough. Now, God is merciful. God is graceful. He put up with them time and time again. They get, they get across the Red Sea, and then they start banging the trampoline the tambor- tambourines, and they start blowing the, the horns. I'm paraphrasing this. They started prophesying. Say, all these things were good. But what about the testing side? What about the testing side when you don't see it? Only thing they saw was the waters. Only thing they saw, they're trapped. That's when Saint, you're supposed to... That should be your loudest praise. Don't wait. Shout the victory. Shout it before you, in the testing time. Don't wait. That gives honor to God. Listen, they had God's word. They heard, but their hearts were hardened, and they would not act. The word here, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of re, redone or kind of re, re, rehearsing or re, going over things we talked about last time. The word here in the New Testament and in, in, the, in the Old Testament means hearken. 
It means to hear and obey. The first generation never made it because they did not obey. They heard. We just saw in verse 2, they heard the gospel. It was preached to them, but it says, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Saints, you don't want to be in that crowd. You don't want to be that like that. They would go from campfire to campfire. They come to test. They complain. God's merciful. It brings them through. They go to the next campfire. We'll call camp meeting. Then they go to the next camp meeting. They get all built up and excited. Yeah, God's, yeah God did this. And they go to the next test and they fail. It's like they repeated the same thing over and over. They never got it. Don't be like that. Hear and obey. Saints, we are the sheep of God. We are His sheep. The sheep hear His voice. The sheep hearken unto His voice. And Jesus said, I know my sheep, and my sheep follow me. So that tells me sheep listen and sheep follow. Sheep hear and sheep obey. They hearken unto the voice of God. What is that? That is what the Bible calls good ground. I want to be good ground. A good ground is, is in obedience to what he hears. Now, the minute you stop obeying, that revelation begins to dry up. In other words, why would God give us more? revelation if we're not obedient over here which is another message but I'm just saying God is God will not be mocked <laughs> he's not going it's not happening if we're if we're not taking response the responsibility of what we're hearing now why would he why would he tell you something else when you're not hearing what he tells you today in other words, if he told you more, that means you're responsible for more. And when you're not obeying what he's telling you to do, that now leaves a door open for the enemy to come in. You don't want that door open. So God will not tell you anymore. It, it basically stopped because he because of love. He loves you too much. Amen. So, yeah, listen, we can rest. If we'll put our trust in him, allow the Lord to be our shepherd, saints, we can enter into a rest even if a storm is raging. What does the storm have to do with the, when you compare it with the word? Now, we're going to see this. Turn with me to Mark chapter Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. And we're going we're to look at this again. There is more revelation. The Word of God is full of revelation. Revelation upon revelation. Mark, chapter 4. The sower sows the Word. Hallelujah. A bottle. The sower sows the Word. And now... 
In verse 35, it says, on the same day. The same day what? This, this is the same day that Jesus taught all these, he taught a, these parables on the kingdom. And now it's time for a test. Here again, Mary, the children of Israel, they flunked their test time and time again. Now the disciples are going to be tested. Saints, you will be tested. You will, you will, the devil will see to it. I know, it's exciting, isn't it? You will be tested. In other words, your faith will be on trial. Your faith will be put to the challenge. In verse 35, it says, On the same day, evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over unto the other side. And verse, we'll skip down to verse 37. And when a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling, but in the stern, asleep on a pillow. Now get this. Now, if, if you got a Bible, this, this would be a good place to mark it. Like Kenneth Hagin would say, if, if you don't want to mark in your Bible, get you one that you can mark. Mark it up. But notice this. The storm, verse 37, a storm arose and the waves beat into the boat. It says, that, it says that it was already filling. It, the boat's filling up. But what's Jesus doing? He's asleep. Now, why would, he, why would Jesus be asleep? Saints, listen. He is resting on those words, let us cross over to the other side. There is a rest. In other words, he spoke the words of the Father, and now he has entered into a rest. Now you have to remember, Jesus is our example. He is the example son. So, let's go on. So he's asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Now, isn't that strange? That sounds just like the words of the children of Israel. Moses, did you bring us out here for us to perish, to die in this wilderness? It's almost, it's almost like we're seeing the same thing over again. Isn't that, isn't that strange when, when people, when you're in peace, they think you don't care. Jesus is asleep. In other words, he's resting. They think he doesn't care. And get this, the more you rest, the more you have peace, the more they say that you don't care. But Jesus did care. The, you know, he gave him a word. 
Let us cross over to the other side. That is a promise of comfort. That is, that is telling them there is safety between this point and that point. But see, a lot of people, most people think this. If you're, not in, if you're not all worked up and full of anxiety, you must not care. Huh. But Jesus does care. And he doesn't have a care about it. He gave you the word. Now, I want you to focus back up on that pillow. That pillow is a type. It's a pillow, saints, that we are to rest on. That pillow is the words, let us cross over to the other side. That's the name of that pillow. That's what Jesus is resting on. He's not worked up. Is he? The boat's filling up with water. Shouldn't Jesus care? Jesus really doesn't care if the boat filled up or not. He has the word. It's the word. Now, here's the thing. Is that scriptural? Think about it. I want you to think. What we just read, Jesus is asleep on the pillow. Is that scriptural? Is that word? Look at verse 26. Go up a little bit. Verse 26, it says, And he said, The kingdom of God is, this, is as, as if a man would scatter seed on the ground and should, what? Sleep. By night, rise by day. Huh. Other words, the word is working while you're sleeping. While you're awake, the word works. Just hold fast to the word. Huh. Now, who woke Jesus up? The storm did not wake Jesus up. Jesus seemed to be perfectly content with that boat filling up. I want you to think. Now think with me. So when Jesus awakens, not by the storm, come on. It was his own disciples, the ones who he told, who he released the word to, it was the disciples who woke him up, not the storm. So we get these words. Jesus, in verse 39, says, and Jesus, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Huh. What happened to the disciples? Work with me. What happened to all, what happened to the word? 
That's probably the better word. What happened to the word that, that Jesus told the disciples? Gone. There's old, the old saying, gone like a 57 Chevy. It's gone. They're no longer hearing and obeying what God said. They're no longer attending to His word. They're no longer in rest. Now they're listening to something else. See, the Bible calls that hard ground. They heard, but now they're not obeying. The word's nowhere to be found. You read and you go back in verse 15, it says, In the hard ground, the devil comes immediately to steal the word. What happened? The devil came immediately and stole the word. It's telling me right here, these, these disciples were hard ground. The word is nowhere to be found because it's been stolen. They're not listening to the word anymore. They're listening to what? The storm. Instead of listening to the word, now what they're focused on? It's the storm. Do you see, understand? <clears throat> Bible calls that hard ground. They, that hard ground doesn't produce. Jesus has to get up. Let me, let me back this up. <clears throat> the disciples, this is what, listen, they should have mixed that word with their faith. Remember we read Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2? The word they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. The, children, the, the disciples had opportunity right there in that storm to start mixing the word with their faith. The storm is raging, yes, but they, could, they still had the word. The word's there. They should have started using their mouth. They should have started... They should have started they had every opportunity, because Jesus already told them about the parable. They had every opportunity to start mixing the word with their faith. Let us cross over to the other side. Even in the midst of the storm, they had opportunity to do that. They should have done that. Saints, this is a good example. When you, when you start taking your eyes off the Word, when you start taking your eyes off and you start leaning to the senses, to your knowledge, what's going on around you, we're about to perish, you're about to go down. Those words were not spoken by Jesus. God never said anything about sinking. They're going across over to the other side. They should have mixed faith with the word. Saints will, you will, you, you will, saints, listen, you will have opportunity to do this. 
You will have opportunity in your lifetime. You're going to be in a storm. Storms come. I, listen, they come. And you're going to have to be able to stand on the Word of God and start mixing. Don't budge. You stick with the Word. You enter into a rest. They had opportunity to rest. They did not. They, they totally focused on what the devil was doing. In other words, on the testing side, they flunked. So they woke up Jesus. And Jesus spoke to the well, We just read it. He spoke to the storm and rebuked the storm. So what, what are you saying? Jesus is responding to the disciples, not the storm. What does the storm have to do with it? The storm has nothing to do with the promise of God. It cannot stand against the promise. The Word of God is the parent force of all things. When God speaks, that Word stands. The storm has nothing to do with it. The problem is with the disciples got involved with the storm. They sided with what the devil was doing. Now Jesus rebukes the storm because of the disciples' fear. Let me put it this way. Which is better? Now think this out. Think with me. Which is better, to rebuke the storm or to rest on the promise of God? It's not a trick question. Obviously, had they been in rest, but they weren't in rest. You with me? They were not in rest. Had they been in rest, yes, they could rebuke the storm, just like Jesus. But they weren't there. So I say this, I submit this to you, better yet. So yes, they could have done that. And I'm not saying, oh, Pastor Chuck says we're not supposed to rebuke storm. No, I'm just saying. Even better than that, why not just enter into rest like Jesus? Why not just trust the Word? Don't wake Him up. Don't wake up the Master. Don't wake Him up. I said, don't wake Him up. Just rest. Enter into a rest. We stand on God's Word. I got this quote. I got this quote. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Um, this is, I think this is from E.W. Kenyon. He says, he says this, The highest form of faith a man can enter is to rest on the Word of God. Let me, I'll read that again. The highest form of faith, which it, it, I, I totally agree, a man can enter into is to rest on the Word, the Word only. I mean, your soul folk is the word. Saints, you can enter into a rest. 
You cannot get any higher than that. It's even higher than Jesus rebuking the, the storm itself. They, listen, I think it's much better. I mean, I've been in, in situations, I, I think I, I, rebuked, I rebuked the storm so many times, my rebuker broke. I'm serious. I, I told the Lord, it's got to be something better than this. Yeah. Just enter into my rest. Just take me at my word. My word said it. Just enter into that rest. Rest on that. Lay your head on that. So what did Jesus do? Jesus on the, in the stern of the boat. He's got this cushion. He just fluffed that cushion up like this. Lays his head on that cushion. Those words on that promise. Let us cross over to the other side. They're going to cross. In other words, he laid his head on to rest, fully expecting to be on the other side. The storm never woke him. Get that in your mind. The storm never woke him. He was so focused on the Word of God. So he had an expectancy. They're reaching the other side. Disciples could have got in on that. The highest form of faith that you can have is just trusting what the Word says. That's more than enough to get you over to the other side. You know, the Bible says, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Why not just rest on that? He'll supply all your need. Just fluff that cushion up. And lay your head on that cushion and rest. I was going to bring a cushion in, but I didn't do it. I think you get the picture, don't you? Even when the storm is raging, you can fluff up your pillow. By his stripes, you are healed. And you rest on that cushion, which represents that promise. And you just go to sleep. Your sleep will be sweet. Because it's on the promise of God. It will work. It will work. While you're sleeping, the word will work. It is more than able. Kenneth Hagin wrote this, and I had to write it down. And it's exactly what we're talking about. That cushion that Jesus slept on, saints... That is an example. That is a type, that is an example for us to follow. Rest. You get a promise. Whatever you're going through, if you need deliverance, you need finances, you need, get that promise and you rest your head on that promise and you just sleep on it. You rest on it. Now, that doesn't mean you're denying it. You're not denying anything. You're just resting. It's not like Jesus got up and said, I deny the storm, I deny all of it. No, he, he's just not paying any attention to what the devil's doing. He's more focused on the Word. Now, this is what Kenneth Hagin says. It says, many, this, now Kenneth Hagin went through, through some stuff. He says, many, many has been the time that I laid down my head and pillowed my head, and I said to the Lord, Lord, 
I am resting my head on this pillow here, and I want you to know that spiritually speaking, I am resting my head on your word. I am going to rest and I'm going to sleep because I have your word that my need is met. I think a lot of times we, we complicate things so much. We allow the devil's influence so much that we, we're, we're paying too much attention to what he's doing. You notice the storm was a windstorm, not a rainstorm. It was a wind. The devil loves to blow his wind. He likes to huff and puff. That's all it is, is huff and puff. God's word will stand. And you, saints, you could enter into a rest. I'm telling you, life is good when you can enter into a rest. I'm telling you, your body is not designed to be stressed out. It will cause difficulties. Been there and done it, got the shirt. Job-related stress. You may, you know, you may have a house full of kids, whatever, you know, you know. Stress comes in many ways, many forms. But the Word of God will take care of every one of them. If we'll keep our focus and keep that seed in the ground. See, that's good ground. It's the ground. See, they should, they should, listen, they should have kept that word in their mouth. They should, they should have been doing some mixing. Right there in that storm. That storm came on them pretty quick. But didn't face Jesus. They should have said what Jesus said. He is, a, he is the high priest of our confession. We are to say what he said. Say the same, same thing. He said, I get to say it. I'm saying the same thing. We're going to go across. We, we, we have a destiny. We're crossing over. Not part of us. Not, 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 not to sink. No, we're all. He, Jesus said, let us. We're all going to go across. They had opportunity to get in on this. The Bible says if we'll hold fast our confession, hold fast, and, and bring fruit and bring, and bring it forth with patience. Come on. Jesus said that's good ground. But they chose to listen to something else. And I don't know how many times, and I, I've, you, you know, even, <laughs> you learn. You, I've learned through my mistakes. I've learned, you know, man, I've listened to the wrong thing. But thank God for His grace. Thank God we have, op you always have opportunity to improve. Maybe you didn't get it right, but you, but if you keep, Keep working on the word. Keep that word in the ground, saints. You'll come. It, that promise, that seed will come to pass. You just have to fluff up that pillow. Fluff it up. But the boat's filling up. Fluff it up. You're, we're going down. Fluff it up. You're not going down. 
You're list, don't listen to him. Listen to the good shepherd. He's taking you someplace. He's taking you to the other side. Fluff it up. By his stripes you were healed. Fluff it up. Lay on that promise. Hallelujah. What a short message. Fluff it up. Hallelujah. Lay your head on that cushion. Jesus is our example. Yes, I'm not saying, I am not saying that, yes, the, that yes, the disciples had, they could have, they could have did what Jesus did, but they had no, they weren't even close. They had nothing in them but fear. They had no peace to give out. But God is merciful. God is full of grace and truth. Saints, we can refocus. If we're not focused right now, we can, we can get, just get refocused on His Word and enter in. Enter in. Cast all your care upon Him. There's no need for you to carry it. Just enter into His rest. Fluff it up. Praise the worship team. Come head up. I tell you what. Don't wait till the other side. Don't wait till you get to the other side to start praising. No. Fluff up the pillow. If, you, if it's finances, listen, He supplies all your need. According to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus, take that, that promise. Take that promise and just lay on it. Saints, it will work. While you're sleeping, while you're, while you're walking throughout the day, the Word will work. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.